You're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mir, on this Monday morning. And it's always great to welcome back on the program, Sadia Osmani. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm very well. Um, you know, we've all gone through the weekend and obviously reported on the typhoon. But I think, you know, we're not too worse for wear. We're okay. Yes, that's right. Um, thanks so much again for, for joining us, um, Sadia, on the typhoon day. Did, so did you manage to get any groceries in the yes. end? You made, yes. You made use of that little yes. lull? I went out. It was actually quite quiet at the time that I went out and I just got a few basic things. So it wasn't like um, hoarding the shelves or, you know, going through and just hoarding anything. Um, there was, um, the, you know, you just find massive, massive queues whenever there's a typhoon. So I suppose it's just be pre-warmed. Maybe people should just kind of set up things uh, and have these supplies around in the house so that they don't have to be going out when there's a typhoon absolutely i you think know. so too yeah we always have a, a bit of a, a stock of extra things yeah you know. but things like milk and bread yeah. is just yeah. yeah maybe we can just freeze them but then who has got that much space in yeah. their freezer you know who's got space in the freezer well <laughs> uht milk yeah i always keep a couple of cartons of that actually so do we okay. yeah just since, so ever since covid we're yeah. like okay we're gonna use it oh. yeah if not then i don't know is it a south asian thing or is it a chinese thing where sometimes we make milk tea with um, what's it with evaporated milk yeah people use it I know my family in the UK use evaporated milk oh, but you know same. just recently within, Hong Kong. yeah within the last um, couple of weeks actually I've stopped putting milk in my tea now oh um, and wow. that's very English tea that I would have but yeah. I've just recently stopped because I found that um, my it doesn't suit my husband you know the dairy and uh, I thought well you know I can't be bothered to open a big carton for myself and I've stopped and actually I've been all right. Yeah, actually, you know, um, so people who practice intermittent fasting, well, Sadia, you're no stranger to fasting. Mm. Um, um, they say they say if you drink tea, black tea, well, it's different for for religious reasons, but if you're intermittent fasting and and if you drink just black tea or black mm. coffee, it doesn't break the fast. It's if you add oh. milk or sugar, then you're breaking the fast because so, it's just water, probably. But that's that's based of. on if you're allowed to have water and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's we diverse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because sometimes, people, yeah, because sometimes people who are fasting for health reasons or for before an operation, then yeah. you, you can't yeah. even drink water. And generally, yeah. I think yeah. black tea is supposed to be quite good for you to burn some of that um, fat. Possibly that's what I've heard. It may be a myth. So. <laughs> Don't take my word for it. Um, so moving on to Jinwag today. What have you got for uh, well, us? Well, I've got an interesting one because um, this is a, a, a love study that has been done, right? And it's not anything that's not for family. This is just general study. This is an international team of nearly 100 scientists who have conducted one of the largest studies on love of all time. And it's published in the journal Scientific Reports. And the psychologist Peter Sorokos based at the University of Wrocław in Poland. He's, he's gathered numerous sort of colleagues from dozens of countries and they've joined together and they've surveyed 9,474 individuals over 18 um, in kind of romantic relationships. And this is spread across 45 countries and it's all about their experiences of love. 
which was very interesting, I thought. I was, How romantic. Well, romantic, yeah, but, uh, you know, when it boils down to it, it's, <laughs> it's actually... Lo- it, well, it is. It's looking at, you know, what makes us kind of loving, what makes us sort of caring. And the authors are curious about how country-level factors, such as things like, say, modernization, gender equality, collectivism, were correlated with levels of love. Um, and they also explored whether countries like average temperature was correlated with warmer feelings, which is a very interesting one, you know. Which is surprising because I thought if you're in colder climates, you just want to snuggle and cuddle and and hold each other, keep each other warm. But then the warmer climates might actually make you... You're wearing less clothes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're wearing (laughs) less clothes and you're feeling you're out there. You may be happier because the sun is shining and, um, you know, okay, not in the heavy humidity or anything like that. So anyway, so this lovely study, um, what they wanted to do was assess love and participants in each country were given a 45-item triangular love scale. And it was developed by psychologist Robert Sternberg. And the questionnaire presents Taker with kind of various statements about their significant other and asks them to rate their agreement with each statement from a level one, not at all, to nine, extremely. So the example statements include things like, I share deeply personal information about myself with blank. And I find myself thinking about blank frequently during the day. So now, how many times a day do you think about Andy then, eh? Wow, maybe about <laughs> um, 20 times, I think. Only because you think, oh, he needs to do this, or he needs to do that, <laughs> oh, or he needs to get exactly, this shopping. Exactly, exactly. Not, oh, not in a kind of, oh, I miss him. Okay, yeah, if it's in that sense, then maybe, it varies between the days, but maybe about two or three times. Oh, I would how cute. Say, yeah, it's I would, quite cute. I would still say, oh, I wonder what he's up to. Oh, maybe I'll give him a I wonder what he's having for lunch, oh. you know, something like that. Oh, yeah. well, that's well, how nice. many times do you think of Mr. Oh, ages, just all the time. All the t- <laughs> Even right now. <laughs> At this present moment, I'm thinking about it. Okay, so the researchers then averaged the responses of each country's sample group and they checked how they correlated with proxies of, say, modernization, gender equality, and collectivism. Um, and that's from a large global kind of assessment a decade ago and things like temperature and in general participants from countries with higher compared to countries with lower levels of human development index that's world modernization index and gender equality experience more love with their partners right and Sorokowski and his colleagues summarized that increased collectivism the principle of prioritizing the group over the individual and average temperature were also associated with higher levels and things like modernization and gender equality seem to bring out more love and it says when citizens are provided with sufficient health care education and resources as in cultures with higher modernization indexes they may experience more intense love and be more emotionally engaged with their partners. I mean, you know, to a certain extent, that makes sense in that, okay, you know, when you have stability where your home is concerned, when you have stability where, you know, your health and things like that, you are you are naturally inclined then to have a better relationship and because these things Less create stress. tension absolutely yeah. if you are if you are in a sticky financial situation then stress exactly absolutely. it's just stress yeah. yeah and so it says when women are treated more equally it might entail that their higher agency in choosing with whom they would like to get married most likely with someone that they love so again you know that goes back to 
if you are in this kind of stable situation in your life. It says, however, in countries with the highest level of modernization, love tended to fall off slightly. This suggests that although a country's economic development generally promotes more intense love experiences, reaching a certain developmental point might reverse those beneficial love effects. Mm. So could that be that, you know, that, you know, when you talk about reversing it, well, you know, I suppose it's this thing. If you think of, say, even if you think of Hong Kong, this is just my own speculation or, or London, you know, these busy hub cities where people have got these massive big jobs and, and they're just so, so busy. Um, maybe then the whole time, it's that balance of time that they spend with their partner compared to being in the rat race and, and competing with this and that, that yeah. you don't get enough time to devote to your partner. Absolutely. And even, and even I mean, even when you come back from work, what, what, are, what are couples doing? What are people doing? I mean, you, you're tucking the kids in bed and then you're sitting down watching telly. Nowadays, you've got a lot of streaming services yeah. like Netflix or, yeah, or these HBO. Yeah, have an effect. And, and you're just not even focusing on each other or chatting with each other. I just wanted to share just very quickly. You know, we recently just moved apartments mm. um, and... We still don't have the internet. We still haven't installed the internet. And I was just saying to Andy, isn't it really lovely that we're just spending time with each other, just chatting with, with each other? Not with the internet, right. Not with the internet, not streaming anything off Netflix and not, not doing anything, not on our phone scrolling. Well, sometimes on our fr- phone scrolling. But we're actually spending time with each other. Um, I think we we just recently, we built a table, a small little small table together and just doing like... And as a home. family thing. Oh, Exactly. And that's kind of fun as well. We're just spending yeah. time with each other. Um, but yeah, we're going to get the internet. That's where the modernization <laughs> thing comes in, I think. Well, that's, that's what where, our parents yeah, exactly. did. Yeah. And look how many kids they had. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I'm going to have another one no more. <laughs> but it's also, I, I mean, it's interesting, this whole thing about warmer countries. It says it was unsurprising that warmer countries also tended to have a greater love level. Higher temperatures encourage people to socialize more, wear more revealing clothing, and be more emotionally expressive. Um, what was surprising was that collectivism was correlated with stronger feelings. In more collectivist uh, countries, love before marriage can be considered a disruptive element motivated by selfish interest. Mm. So, interesting. I mean, um, and it says it was also unsurprising that warmer countries also tended to have a greater love level. Higher temperatures encourage people, I've already said this, to socialise and, and to obviously wear... Re- but then it can also be... I don't it depends know. where you are in the yeah, world. Yeah, it can be a bit some of places, irritil, And some places you, you can't wear such revealing clothing, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and then when they were looking at countries, it says participants in the US, Italy, Portugal and Hungary reported some of the most loving relationships averaging close to an eight on the nine point triangular love scale so that's italy u.s italy portugal and hungary while participants in china germany turkey and pakistan reported some of the least scoring between 6.5 and 7.4 points 7.4 points well you see that's the thing in pakistan the weather is pretty warm too isn't it yeah yeah very, um, it's it's warm throughout the year. Well, it and depends where you're, if you're quite, up north, quite, it's yeah, very cold. quite humid. Yeah. But generally, you know, it's just yeah. quite warm. Even well, so is north. Italy. It's going to be quite cold. Yeah, so you? it's um, it's an interesting survey, though. I mean, you never really thought of bringing things like temperature in and to, to associate with, a, you know, you're going to have a loving how, relationship or yeah, whatever. How passionate, yeah. And it says, by its design, the study could only detect correlation and not causation. Though the sample group, this is interesting too, was fairly large and it was not fully represented 
representative of the population of each respective country. So they tended to be, people tended to be recruited from academic settings and were mostly well-educated and living in urban areas. Mm. So again, I think the importance is, is that the sample that you use of the people has to really be quite varied in terms of what you're looking for because, you know, if you are saying their marriage could be on the rocks to begin with yeah or if you are in this developed country and you are educated and you are, you have all sorts of things then it's obviously going to be a big difference between how you view life and the satisfaction you've got and how loving you can be compared to somebody who's just striving to make a living to survive each day yeah. You know, so and and being in the heat, so you can't just say that. Okay, if you're living in the slums of wherever, then you know, are you going to be better? But then you do sometimes see that when you know, sometimes there's when there's interviews of people who are in in difficult circumstances. I'm quite surprised sometimes just to see that actually, sometimes even people with very little, they seem to have this optimism, this kind of um, happiness where they think, no, look, this is our lot, we're okay, we're fine. Obviously, people are not always satisfied, but you do see a, a, a certain acceptance of those things. You're not watching the Jeremy Carl show. No, you? no. <laughs> you, you might see a certain acceptance. I had to Google that because oh, I'd right. forgotten his name. I thought it was Clarkson. Oh, yeah. oh, um, is he still on? I don't, I I don't, don't know. I don't think so, yeah. Maybe not. Um, yeah. Anyway, we, 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 <laughs> we digress again. Um, but I do know couples, I, I do know a few couples who sort of moved away from Hong Kong and they moved to other places in the world now to start a, a new life and actually their marriage has uh, improved mm. because um, I suppose they were just too busy in Hong Kong yeah, and yeah. and it was a, a slower pace where they moved to Yeah, the well. pace is fast here yeah. and I think there is almost like um, people are on a treadmill and you see it all the time. It's almost yeah. like you only need to walk in the middle of Mong Kok and you just see people going off with a mission and people are walking this dense yeah. number. Of, the population is huge. Having like, said that, on balance, I mean, in Hong Kong, for, for, for many couples, um, or for, for some couples, like, well, in, in our situation, we have a wonderful helper who looks after, yeah. you know, um, if Andy and I decided we wanted to go for a day night, say, for his birthday, well, we didn't actually do that, but <laughs> say, you know, for his, I don't know, for, for our our wedding anniversary, for example, yeah. we could then just go out, pop out uh, for dinner from 8 till 10, yeah. and somebody will be in the house looking after the kids. That is a huge well, actually, thing. Actually, they'll be asleep, but uh, still, I, somebody I think, will be there. I think, you know, you're absolutely right. That is a major thing Game that changer. you... Uh, absolutely, because, yeah. you know, I, my kids grew up in the UK, and I never... I lived far away from my parents and stuff, and we, from day one, we had no help whatsoever. Yeah. And so it was really a, quite a struggle, you know, and the kids were both the type that would just cry their eyes out all the time. But to actually have, and, and we used to think of it. What when you get a babysitter? Well, we hardly it? ever got babysitters either because, you know, what happens is, as you know, once children are sort of past five, six months, they start to recognise and, yeah. and then they're not very good with staying with people. Even when I used to go back and see my parents and stuff, the kids didn't see them often enough. And I was usually locked in a room with the kids because they were just not able to to go to other people because wow. they weren't used to it. Yeah, they just so the money. helpers, I think, you know, seriously, in Hong Kong, it is a huge asset that you have. It's a huge thing. And I don't think maybe, I mean, I'm sure everyone appreciates it, but I really feel as if, um, you know, we need to pat those those 
ladies on their head in terms of really because they do a fantastic job and and you couldn't imagine what it would be like if you didn't have that exactly um, it is yeah. a big thing absolutely um so back to um back to the the, the survey results, Sadia. So, what 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 you, what's your assessment? I I initially, without hearing it, I thought it would be if you were in colder climates, that people would sort of snuggle with each other yeah, and keep each yeah. other warm. I'm surprised, so I'm surprised actually. I I I never really thought about bringing the whole temperature thing, but I think you know, if you're looking, I mean, the countries that they've mentioned, if you think about sort of Italy. Portugal. I mean, Italy I, I, and the US is quite a surprise to me. Um, I wouldn't have put them on the top of the list in terms of it kind of varies so much. But I don't know why I'm saying that. But that's what I thought. But certainly I would have thought the Mediterranean countries, you know, I would have thought that, yeah, they would be. And, and they're also it's also about having much more of a laid back attitude towards life. Yeah. Um, I suppose they didn't do anything with the South American countries. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, you know, it would be good to actually look at these figures in detail and see mm. what comes out of it. Because I would say that places like Spain and Italy and stuff and Portugal, um, that because they have these kind of laid back kind of lunches and the siestas and this and that, that, you know, people are just a little bit calmer and cooler. Even if you go to the US and, and you go to San Francisco and, and you know, to some of the... Out the areas around San Francisco you know the driving I found there is just so chilled out people are just yeah. driving slowly Cruising. no hassle and they don't mind and so I think all of these things reflect on your whole state of mind in terms of your how you are say dealing with your children how you are getting time out with your friends and obviously you know, money makes a huge difference. Mm. You know, financial security makes a huge difference. Um, and no matter what people say that, you know, money doesn't change, it it has uh, quite a lot of contribution. It has its own value. To, to, to the, uh, yeah. relieving some anxieties and tensions and allowing you to have that date night, to go out and to have a babysitter or a helper and things like that. So so I think, you know, it's an interesting survey. Um, I'd like to really look at the details. I'd like to see the breakdown of the countries um, as well, but um, quite surprising, really. But yeah, temperature, I'm sure, does. I'm sure I, I know for sure that certainly my husband, and myself, you know, after a visit to the UK when it was quite cold during the summer, um, you know, we were just you can't go out, you don't want to go out because it's cold. And then suddenly, was it a cooler summer this yeah, year? Yeah, they've oh. hardly had a summer this year in wow. the UK, and they've what, had. A, what was the temperature like? Well, the temperatures. I mean, it could go down as about fourteen sometimes. Wow. You know. And then it was going up to 18. But then it was not consistent. You couldn't plan. Like if you thought, oh, I'm going to have a barbecue today or something, mm. it could suddenly get quite cold and rainy. And then when it gets cold, it's not like Hong Kong where the temperatures are high and it's raining. It can be quite cold and raining. And it's almost like a winter's day suddenly. Wow. It's like right now I'm looking at, say, Reading. It's 16 degrees and yeah. it'll get down to 13. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. So, so that is summer, like you know, and now they're really coming out of it. So that in itself, when we got back to Hong Kong, suddenly the the you were temperature like, get on was the lovely. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and it's nice weather, and you and although it's hot, but it's still nice to be out there and to see the sun. And I think to see the sun is a major thing to make you feel a bit better. I agree. You know? I agree with you. Right, Sadia, thank you so much for choosing an interesting chinwag and you'll be back again uh, later on to do the yeah, brew. I'm doing the brew today. That's <laughs> right. So join me. Some interesting little tidbits from the news on the brew. Excellent.